Oh, we seen it. Oh, you seen it. You So look, this past weekend, I've been in football heaven. Let me tell you how stressful it is to be a Raiders fan. It's very stressful because they have a mystique that has kept in prestige as far as as far as the brand forever. You know what I mean? So like when you mention the Raiders, you can have jokes, but you also know that they have a built legacy, right? And and, and that's been the Raiders ever since I was born. And we've had some ups and downs, and we've had a lot of downs in between the ups. You know what I mean? But we've had it, you know. We've been very critical of our players, of our ownership, coaches, assistant coaches, all kind of shit. Like, I, I still don't, I will say this, no disrespect to the city of Las Vegas, but they don't deserve the Raiders. They deserve a different team. The Raiders are fit for where they've already been, which is Los Angeles or Oakland. I feel like the adoption papers that Oakland put in, heartwarming, I respect it. <clears throat> You know what I'm saying? But they don't need to be anywhere else except for where they're supposed to be. And that's Los Angeles and uh, Oakland or and or Oakland. You know what I mean? Because it's like that's that's where the base of the fans at. Raider fans are going to travel no matter what. We've seen this. This is proven. But the you want to give this is this is. This is a fan base that just they dealt they dealt with a lot. They still deal with a lot. And it comes with a lot of shit on the side. Uh, as far as the rate, like we're always in Halloween mode. Niggas is dressed up at the game. You know what I'm saying? We have this, we have this stereotype that we're violent and things like that. That's not true, but I, this, this is true. Being a Raiders fan does give you an alternate identity. You know what I mean? Like you could be a lawyer, you could be a doctor, you could be a priest, you could be a, you can be a goddamn nun. When you get to that Raider game, all your profession, your beliefs, all that shit go out the window. You are a Raider. <laughs> that's and that's what the brand is. That's why I love it. I grew up watching that. But to get to last night, man, opening night, Monday night football, the big stage, everybody is watching. We're going up against one of the prestige teams in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens. A solid team, dynamic quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Um now they did. They were all their running backs were down. Where they had to go get, you know. Lata Shout out to Latavius Murray. He used to play for us and the Vikings. Uh, serviceable, serviceable running back, big back. You know what I'm saying? He actually came in and scored. And they did. They 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 did what they were supposed to do. Lamar Jackson showed up. Actually, now his his Madden um, rating and style of play is so accurate because he will get out of there. And he will make your defense look so foolish with his effort to get it to scramble. Getting still, he will cough up that ball. And he coughed up that ball twice. And that's very accurate the way they have him portrayed in Madden because he does, he, he lets, and I mean, it's, it happens, bro. You know what I mean? He's one of the most dynamic elite quarterbacks we've seen in a while next to Mike Vick. You know, he's in that realm or in that company. Um, and I just knew he was going to shred us up because we've never had a defense built to stop a quarterback quite like him, ever. So that was very impressive. Like, even though we contained him, we contained him enough because he still had a good game. Outside of the uh, the, the the two uh, fumbles, he had a great game. You know what I mean? And he's also one of my fantasy quarterbacks on one of my teams. I had Josh Jacobs. I got one, I got a couple of Raiders. You know I'm going to have a couple of Raiders on, a, on, you know, I'm only in two leagues this year. Um because I'm trying to cut back on saving some money. I'm trying to save some, trying to buy a house, whatever. It's personal. Um, 
I didn't want to go crazy. Honestly, it wasn't even about the money. It was about being stressed out over the players and the bench spots and shit like that. So, and then I honestly, it was the last minute to where I had joined some leagues um, because I didn't think I was going to be, I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it because of the whole COVID thing. And we're going to see how that plays out for the rest of the season. Anyhow, let's get back to the game. We seen it. I wanted, what I wanted is what we got. Okay. Now, when we went down, what was that? 13 or 14 zero. Um, I still had, I was still optimistic because of way, how the game was playing out. And the way it went back and forth, and shout out to Derek Carr. He gets a lot of criticism, not just from everybody else, but also from his own fan base. Derek Carr is a Raider. No matter how much he fucks up, no matter how much uh, it seems like he just don't figure it out or whatever, because he has a lot of fourth quarter uh, winning drives or, or and or tying. And, and last night added on to that. The man just plays football. I think there's certain traits that he just doesn't have like the top elite quarterbacks have. And that's fine because everybody can't, you know, everybody can't do with Brady, uh, Mahomes, Rodgers. They just, they can't. And I've seen that when in certain plays where there were certain balls that was off the mark for his receivers. And mainly because sometimes I think he doesn't want to stand in the pocket for that hit because he really, he got hurt in that, you know, back in 2016. And that shit kind of rattled him. You could tell, right? Um, but you could just tell, like, he's just, I don't know, and we and we shout out to Marcus Super Mario Marcus Mar- uh, Mariota. I think he played in the beginning. I want to say through the first three, two and a half to three quarters, he played like he didn't want to make a mistake because Marcus Mariota was right behind him, and, and he's also a fan favorite too because he can actually get out of that pocket. As you can see, when he first came in, the only play that he came in, um, the only drive that he came in. He made he he scrambled for what about thirty some yards thirty or forty some yards, so um, yeah the issues that I did have during that game, bro you threw this uh, to to Waller seven times in the first quarter. This is my issue. I love that niggas want to feed they they they, they want to milk they cow and I get that because I was I'm a, I'm a huge I'm 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 against feeding Josh Jacobs that much because he's a running back. We already know the average running back is what five to eight seasons or something like that. He's in his second season. We don't need to burn him out like that. And I'm glad we picked up King and Drake. But we know the difference between the King and Drake and the Josh Jacob, like because because Josh Jacob had two runs that was just superb to me. Uh, one was the second time he scored, phenomenal. But he's he has lingering inju- uh, injuries, and as far as Waller, I don't, I I know this not even being a football player or even a uh, quarterback is that you can't stare down your goddamn receiver when you throw to your receiver seven times in the first, and at one point it was like three or four times in a row. I gotta look up the targets, but I know it's somewhere between fifteen and twenty targets that game alone. You know what I mean? When we have, we built our roster just just like uh, how Kansas City built their roster. It almost identical, except that they have they're using Tyreek Evans. Shout out to my boy Jo. What's the point of drafting Rugs if we're not going to be able to use him how we're supposed to be using him? His ability is to, is is to stretch the field, and that's what the fuck we're supposed to be doing. Winfro, he can stretch the field, but also he's that he's that Welsh Welker cat that's going to get open in the creeks and crevices, and he's going to make those hard catches. 
I like that white boy, man. I really do. I'll buy him some lunch. You know what I mean? And we already know what we got in Waller. That's our stud right there. Because he's a receiver playing. He 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 is what Jimmy um Jimmy uh I can't think of his last name right now. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Because in a minute, in a minute, Waller's gonna want to get paid like a receiver because he is a receiver. He can he can go ISO with a DB, and he can go ISO with the with the linebackers. He's gonna kill the linebackers majority of the time. But God damn, not every single play do we gotta look for him. We gotta open up that playbook a little bit more and spread that wealth. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Besides Brady, Derek Carr has the high has the best fantasy uh, week one. I'm going to go double check on that one, but I want to say, and then I'm going to wait till my fantasy shows come out and listen to them and things like that because they're going to basically uh, dissect the game better than I do. I'm just breaking it down from a, sta- uh, from a fan standpoint. And what I've seen from a fan standpoint is we play pretty solid defense, even though giving up 20-plus points, we play pretty solid defense for an explosive quarterback. I want to say an explosive team. First of all, Willie Sneed is the option until further notice. I tweeted that out. And I really feel like, because that game would have been over. We got a rookie. We got an Alabama rookie on the line, a lineman. He almost cost us the game, too. Do you realize how many times either team could have won the game last night? That was a fucking phenomenal Monday night football game, if I must say. I'm glad my team was a part of that and was came out on the, on the, on the better side of that because that was one for the books right there. Like, you don't have to be a Raiders fan. You don't have to be a Ravens fan. Hell, you don't even have to be a football fan. But if you watched that game last night, there was so much excitement in that game, especially in the fourth quarter alone to where it's like, as a fan, yet yeah, you want your team to win. But as a fan of just the sport, you didn't. It didn't even matter. You just want to. It came down to literally just seconds, though. In the fourth quarter, uh, clutch field goals on both sides. Shout out to Tucker. He's he's Hall of Fame status, right? He should be in the Hall of Fame right now while he's playing. DC for us, I think eventually, if he keep kicking like that, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Kickers matter too. Kickers matter, too. I got to give a lot of love to Derek Carr, man. He takes a lot of criticism. And what people don't, what people fail to do, uh, because they don't want to, they, they like to, they like to diss my Raiders because it's like a fun thing to do. Same thing we do with Dallas uh, and, and a lot of other teams. But when you look at the stats, Derek Carr is up there. He's up there with some of the with some of the elite quarterbacks. The only thing that he's <clears throat> the only reason why he's not getting highlighted with them is because he has the stats, but the stats got to add up to W's. Got to add up to W's. In 2016, when he got injured, but prior to him getting injured in that coach game, he was an MVP quarterback. He was going head to head with Brady. They did think that the Raiders and the Patriots would meet in the AFC Championship that year again, and it wasn't going to be no, yeah, well, we might in, still end up taking the Patriots. No, that Raider team was that good. Was that good? We ended up losing to, you know, uh, the Texans in a wild card game. Um, but yeah, man, I enjoyed the hell out of that game. I mean, I was standing. Eventually, I ended up standing. Up. I stand up on a lot of my Raider games, but especially when it comes down to to crunch time, I was standing up. I was definitely standing up. I was at work watching it, but I was definitely standing up. I enjoyed that game. We have a lot of shit to to fix. My boy, me and my boy Jo, we go back and forth about Jonathan Abram, who, who is who is technically a goddamn linebacker, but he is a safety. That boy hit hard. He played better this game, but we need that shit consistent. 
but the the other highlight of the weekend was Saturday night. Um, during the during the afternoon that day, I was I had planned on just staying home and watching Saturday, you know, college football all day. You know what I mean? Um, as usual around this time. But I got a phone call from one of the homies, and which I don't know is most, if not all, my friend uh, friends are SC fans. I got a few that's UCLA basketball fans, but most of them are just USC. Period. None of my homies attended USC. Uh, except for Mark Bradford. He was, uh, well, he didn't attend SC, but he played for Stanford, who I'm about to get to, who beat USC when SC was in, uh, title chase that year. Um, so we end up going and I, and I, I, I'm, I'm comfortable behind enemy lines. I'm in Westwood. I'm in Westwood three to four times a week. Every every week I'm in Westwood, so I'm around. I'm in my comfort zone around UCLA Bruin fans, such as myself. Um, and I also pass by USC from time to time, and I got USC friends, like I said. So I, you know, had no problem with going to the uh, Coliseum. You know, also you, you know, if y'all know, the Raiders used to play there as well. And um, you know, they was playing Stanford, and I wore my UCLA jersey. Now, I didn't get no heat or none of that. And I'm also re-recording this episode because of the game last night. But uh, I didn't get no static or anything like that. Maybe I got a couple of looks and things like that, but nothing like outrageous what you would think would happen at a UCLA or at a USC home game with a UCLA fan there. I do this all the time. Like, when I go to Clipper games, I wear my, I, I wear my Kobe jersey. You know what I'm saying? Now, that's different. Even though the Staples Center belongs to the Lakers, you know what I'm saying, trophy-wise and banner-wise, when I go to a Clipper home game at the Staples Center and wear my and wear my Laker jersey, they definitely let you know as soon as you walk in th- through the door. And that's more so. I, 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 I have to explain. I really One day I have to do an episode where I really have to explain again how the Clipper and Laker rivalry is. Um, but, yeah. I'm just telling y'all the difference of walking in. Like, even when I went to a Raiders and San Diego game, the last game that the San Diego Chargers played in San Diego against my Raiders, um, they it was more Raider fans than San Diego fans. So the USC environment was different than the Clipper environment. You know, as a Laker fan, you know what I'm saying? It was more hostile going into the Clipper game than it was of a UCLA fan going into the USC uh, game, only because I really feel like, this is what I really feel, that they know that their team is not that good. Not as it used to be. USC used to run this city. That was our pro team. I will give them that. I'll never take, I can't take anything, I can't take none of their accomplishments away. They were, they were a pro team in college football. They had one of the best running backs we've ever seen in our lives in Reggie Bush. And when I walked in there, I walked in there with confidence. I was waiting on the hate and the slander and stuff like that. I didn't get that to the second half. Bumped into DeMar DeRozan, though. And that's the thing about L.A. This is why I try to. This is why I try my best not to criticize my L.A. cats. And I'm biased because these are cats that grew up in the city and I grew up around them or something like that. You're going to bump into these cats. And by DeMar DeRozan being a, a former US, uh, USC athlete playing basketball, it's, it's funny how it linked, because we seen him on the, on, the, on the Jumbotron with Zion. Zion Williamson was there as well, but we didn't bump into him. But we seen him along with the other athletic um, players that they got that goes to the school who has won gold medals, you know what I'm saying, this past Olympics. 
Um, but it was just funny that the time that we were leaving the game was the same time that DeMar DeRozan left the game. And we linked up, talked for just a, a quick second, gave that, and that was it. That was beautiful. And he didn't even say nothing. I mean, my jersey, I have an Aikman jersey, and it's sissy blue. <laughs> it's sissy blue and yellow. Y'all know, the, y'all know the new term for our color blue is sissy blue since uh, uh, Coach Origin said, you know, we wear sissy blue, uh, which is dope because we're selling shirts and jerseys because of that now. So shout out to Coach Coach O. Um, but no, man, it was dope. And then I, it wasn't until we bumped into a drunk Stanford fan who was wearing USC, a USC beads around his neck. I was so totally confused. Uh, but he had a Stanford hat on and he was going at the USC fans. But he also said, you know, and, and I got a video out there of him. Um, he can't wait until we play until they play UCLA. I think we're gonna be ready for that. I think Stanford is dangerous. It's just one of those dangerous games. Me and Jo had talked about this because Jo is not just a Raider fan, well, like myself, but he's also a USC fan, and I'm a UCLA fan. So we got that going back and forth, and we text. And I told him he said the same thing, and I said the same thing way before the game even started, which was at 7:30 p.m. But in the middle of the day, I mean, no, not even in the middle of the day, in the morning, Saturday morning when I got off of work. He and I both said the same thing. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if SC loses to Stanford. But we just saying that in a joking way. And then, and then going off of uh, the uh, the win, the big win that Oregon got off of uh, Ohio State, that was major. So now we was like, Oregon is going to take all the all the spotlight from UCLA beating LSU the week prior, and the fact that USC is most likely going to lose to Stanford. As a joke, though, we said that, again, we said that as a joke. But, um, yeah, man, it felt good uh, picking on the SC fans and things like that. Like I said, I said behind and in front uh, of some SC fans. I'm surrounded by SC, just a sea of red. Uh, what is it? Is it cardinal red and, and gold or some shit like that, whatever the case may be. Uh, I took pictures you know what I'm saying? We took pictures and stuff like that. And one of the one of the girls who said in order for her to take a picture with a UCLA fan, I have to do the whole whatever gesture that they use with their fingers and fight or fight on, whatever that shit is. I did it. You know, I did it just to be funny or whatever. Um, but I felt their pain because UCLA is on a – seems like UCLA is on a rise of uh, playing better football this time around. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, so that's been my football week. You know what I'm saying? That has definitely been my football week. <clears throat> we got about, we got less than 20 days until my Lakers come back. So I'm in full effect sports wise. You know, I want to say, I want to give a special shout out to my Raiders, special shout out to UCLA. And we already know what it is with the Lakers. So <laughs> I'm be, I'm be hearing that slander all year. We owe this. We owe that. Unless we go on the win streak. And if we go on that win streak, that mean, uh, we're a super team. So I'm prepared for that too. Uh, so shout, shout out to Derek Carr. I want to give I mean, shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to everybody. Uh, I'll see y'all next week. I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>